0: Caleb Collier says that this proposal is meant to protect their Second Amendment rights. I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Caleb Collier Show. I'm, I'm kidding. Today on Church and State, we produce content above your wildest dreams. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. And once again, I am your host, Caleb Collier, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. Hey, we got a lot of fun stories to cover, things that are going to make you mad, laugh, cry. And of course, I'm only talking about when you're watching me on the screen. If you want to just tune me out, the best way to do that is go to churchestate.media or not tune me out, but just don't look at me and just download the show. So you don't have to watch me. You can just listen to the, uh, melodic quality of my voice. Would that be appropriate? Would it be okay to say that? Yeah. Do I have a, do I have a good radio voice? Is it, is that okay? Is Is it, you know, like some people like Mark Levin, like Mark Levin makes me want to jam Q-tips all the way in my ears. Like that voice is horrible. Now, granted, the content isn't all that great either, but is it, is it acceptable by my staff over here? Yeah. Okay. Pat's just like, yeah. Oh, Chris is cheering me on. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Download the shows, share them with people. And, uh, also once again, we need cash. So, uh, start taking advantage of all of our affiliates. Get in there. Uh, I haven't showcased the Tuttle Twins yet this week. Let's go ahead and go with that. Hey, these guys are great. They're producing fantastic content, always coming out with new books. My kids read every single one of them, and they show their friends. That's what's cool as well. We'll have friends come over to the house, and they'll be like, hey, look at this cool book, and it's the Tuttle Twins, and it's like the creature from Jekyll Island or, or the law. And, and the kids are like, what's this about? you got to read it. It's so good. And I'm like, proud father moment right there. So proud of them. Yeah, um, and uh, use that use that promo code, Church and State. We get a little portion of that cash. We also, we accept donations, ladies and gentlemen. We need them. We need them to be able to stay on the air. So uh, if you like listening to Church and State daily to get your schizophrenic pill for the day, yeah, uh, we need that cash. So take advantage of the donate button. Uh, we accept cash, and we accept Bitcoin. Lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. As always, I love getting your emails. Email me. Keep emailing me. I want to hear about your dinosaur. I'm not letting it go. I'm bringing it back. It's going to become popular again. You watch. All right. Let's move into some of these stories. Um, First and foremost, I know all of you have been missing Pastor Gabe on these episodes. And so I I have a video. Somebody sent it to me, a fan of ours. Yeah, we have them. And uh, they said, hey, uh, look at this. This made me think of you. Or perhaps more appropriately, Gabe, uh, when it talks about David dancing before the Lord. So, for your audience, for the audience's pleasure, if you're on radio, I'm sorry, you're just going to listen to some music. But uh, it, it gives you a reason to go to churchandstate.media to watch the show, actually. So, go ahead and roll that footage of Gabe dancing before the Lord. the thing. I could totally see Gabe doing that. Can you guys see Gabe doing that? Yeah, that would be Gabe. All right. I got another great story. I love this story. Absolutely. When I saw this thing, I was like, this is, is too good to not report. So we've got an abducted child. Uh, that's not the good part, right? Abducted child set free after annoying his kidnapper, kidnapper by singing gospel songs, (laughs) Way to go, kid. I love this child, all right? He was taken uh, outside his house in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, was taken for about three hours before being let loose. The kidnapper literally kicked him out of the car and told him not to tell anyone because he annoyed him that much with the gospel songs. That's brilliant. I'm telling you, the Lord was with this kid. Uh, His name is Willie Myrick. And uh, the song that he was singing, I'm I'm sure everybody's going to be curious about this one, Uh, He was singing lyrics to the song, sing hallelujah hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. So he was singing these lyrics and the kidnapper just couldn't take it anymore. Get out of the car. Awesome story. I love reporting on something that's positive, especially since I'm going to go through a lot of content here that's going to make us pretty angry. And speaking of that, let's go ahead and move on over to This hack, this guy, like, number one, who told this guy he was funny? Number two, uh, why is he even still on the air? He's not relevant. He's never been humorous. I mean, I remember video upon video of this guy talking badly about people like yours truly who didn't take the vaccine. Who am I talking about? Yeah, Stephen Colbert. I can't stand this guy. And he made a video recently where he thought it'd be funny to do a mock sacrifice of a baby to a demon. Yeah, who are the writers that are coming up with this filth? Well, we all know that as per the normal for Hollywood, they're using projection. You know, if they make it a funny little skit, then nobody's going to look into the fact that this might actually happen. And and sorry, might. No, it actually does happen. Of course, we have the rumors of Stephen Colbert being a pedophile. Stephen Colbert being uh, one of those individuals that uh, visited Epstein Island. Yeah, you don't remember that one. Fantasy Island, the uh, favorite spot for the Clintons. Oh, by the way, I just said something about the Clintons. If I end up dead, it wasn't suicide. Yeah, because they got quite the track record. But just go ahead and watch and listen to this video and see if you find anything humor about this little bit. I must appease him with the gift of a man-child. Come to me. I must be you. I must feed you to the room of uh, Don't take him. Don't take the baby. Take the baby. Don't eat me. The baby. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the baby will be fine. You know, there used to be a time in America where if there was some type of a tragedy, let's just say uh, the Titanic, for example, uh, what was the call from every single man on that ship? Women and children first. There used to be a time where masculinity in America was that we would sacrifice ourselves in order to ensure that the women and children were safe. There was a time when men would step forward in front of a gun-wielding or knife-wielding lunatic and take the bullet or take the blade in order to protect their loved ones. And now we got this leftist, sniveling, emasculated excuse for a man. What does he do? Oh, demon, don't eat me. Take the baby. Take the baby. Sacrifice the baby to the demons of Moloch or Baal or Planned Parenthood for that matter. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we're producing. I also wanted you to notice, and I'm not sure how many of you picked up on this, but I didn't hear much laughter from the audience, did you? No, I didn't hear any laughter at all. Because even these mindless individuals who just eat up media like this, even they don't find this that funny. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. That was perfectly timed. Yes, these individuals, they don't find it funny at all. They don't find Stephen Colbert and his mock sacrifice of an actual baby here to be funny. So I think we should do uh, what they always do to us. I think we should cancel Stephen Colbert. If you're a Christian, if you're a patriot and you still watch this moron on television... It's time for you to stop. It's time to bud light this guy. Let's move on from there and let's talk about promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, that's a problem in America these days, isn't it? It's a problem because what we've done is created an environment for this country where no one really is successful, where we don't celebrate the once titans of old, people that were capitalists, people who took advantage, and not in the negative way, of the government that America had established, a government that got out of your way, largely. A government that ensured that you had the natural right to life, to liberty, and that pursuit of happiness. Where if you came over here and you worked, and you busted your tail, that you could be successful that you could have your own land. That was what made America great. And in the current environment, that's something they want to do away with. They want to create a society where we're all equal. Sounds like communism to me. You see, the goal is to embrace meritocracy, to be mediocre at best. That's the goal of all of this. See, they claim that diversity, equity, and inclusion are all laudable virtues. They quote an author in here. Kendi is his name. Ibram X. Kendi. He's the Boston University, and they decided to build an anti-racist research center. Anti-racist research center. They're under fire for mismanaging resources and failing to deliver on the racial reconciliation they promised. I'm shocked, personally shocked, that they mismanaged resources. Because most of these universities, when they come up with these half-cocked ideas on how they're going to promote racial diversity, anti-racist research, They pocket the cash. Why not? It's perfect. It's a perfect scheme. Now, instead of having to travel all across America in a covered wagon with snake oil, no, don't worry about it now. The best way for you to strike it rich is to go to one of these lunatic universities and come up with a scheme. Hey, you pay me $100,000, and guess what I'll do? I'll figure out a way to make everybody in America anti-racist where we're all inclusive and diverse. And it does none of that. In fact, all it does is feed the flame. Feed the flame to ensure that we're a divided country, not united. That's the scheme of all of this. It's ridiculous. Why not just go back to something that said, hey, you're all equal. Huh, problem solved. In fact, maybe I should approach one of these universities and tell them I've got the solution. Let them pay me first and then just slap down a copy of the declaration of independence. Problem solved. There you are. Time well spent. Thanks for the cash. I think I've just found a perfect way to fund church and state right there. And here's the thing. Let's go back to Hollywood. Cause Hollywood once again has projected this on us. They usually use the bad guys. But going back to the Incredibles, they already laid out their plans. Go ahead and roll it. And when everyone's super, (laughs) no one will be. Just replace one word in that statement. One simple word. And when... Not super. No. When we're all equal, no one will be. It's almost like a famous George Orwell quote that I heard somewhere. Yeah, all are equal. Mm -hmm. Sure. Some are just not as equal as others. If you haven't read Animal Farm, I highly suggest it. Let's move on from there and let's talk a little bit about (laughs) mental retardation. Seriously. Because there's only one of two things that you can be if you're going to say something this stupid. Biden's trans health official imposes pronoun mandate. Yeah, that's right. That fine department, you know the one, Department of Health and Human Services, led by a man who clearly has mental health issues. That is the ugliest pretend woman I've ever seen in my life. Rachel Levine. What's what's Rachel Levine's real name? What's his real face? I don't remember what his first name is. I will never call you a woman. You are not a woman. You are a dude that is clearly confused. And you know what? If I worked for the Health and Human Services Department, I'd probably get fired for that statement. Because this new gender identity and non discrimination guidance club covers all employee rights and protections related to gender identity, as revealed by this email sent by HHS. Quote All employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves, the email read. Okay, moving on from there, it says, I want to say clearly to every one of you, who you are and who you know yourself to be is valid. <laughs> okay, we want you to be authentic self every day, regardless of your gender identity, sexual orientation, race, eth- ethnicity, religion, or disability status. I could have a little bit of fun with this one. I could declare myself all sorts of thing on this one. Imagine how crazy this could potentially get. Anybody working for HHS is going to have to honor people that are confused about their gender. People that are just making things up. Disabled, you can just make up a disability. Now, there are plenty of cases. I've certainly reported on them. Of people who identify as disabled. Yeah, in your brain you certainly are. What about race? Can I now declare myself? Well, I know I can declare myself a female. What if I want to be a BIPOC? What if I decide that I am a two-spirits, homosexual, black woman, Muslim that's disabled? Can I do all of that? Well, probably not. They'd probably look at the content of this show and be like, ah, oh, he's trolling us. And I would be. But seriously, look at this. People can take such advantage of this. We've, we've established uh, a new hero class in America. And it's not those that will storm the beaches of Normandy. It's not those who on the ship of the Titanic would say, women and children first. no. Our new hero class is those that are most victimized. And if you're not enough, if you're misfortunate enough to be born, oh, I don't know, like me, a straight white male, well, then you can invent ways for you to be a victim. Much like this Levine character. Look at that. There's a male, Caucasian. So what did he do? He became a victim. Oh, I'm transgender. Oh, I'm the new hero. Meanwhile, our enemies are laughing. We've got to address this, guys. we got to call this out for the insanity that it is. We've got to stop, sh- like Fox News. Let's just go after Fox News, for example. Fox News loves to do this. And it angers me so much. And it's another reason for you to never watch anything that they produce ever, okay? Because they like to do this when they report on stuff like this. They will say that it's kind of ludicrous. They will say, they will release stories like this. Look at what the Department of Health and Human Services is doing now, right? And all of us, you know, it's a buzzwords and all of us that watch Fox News are like, yeah, they're reporting the truth. But then when they do the story, they refer to Levine as Rachel. They refer to this guy in a dress as her. So it's the best of both worlds for them. All right. They can tickle us as conservatives. Yeah. Where well, they're doing the right thing. At The same time. They're actually engaging in this weirdo's mental health crisis. They're using the correct buzzwords and terminology. We've got to stop this. When the news is reporting that Leah Thomas is a transgender swimmer and wants to be referred to as she, we call him a he. When Caitlyn Jenner, who's on the conservative side of things, calls himself Caitlyn, we say, No, you're Bruce. Bruce, we'd love to have you back. Okay, you used to be on the box of Wheaties. We used to celebrate you. You were a hero. Not so much anymore. Now we just look at you and go, oh, That's gross. Yeah, and I'm willing to say things that the vast majority of media won't, but just call it out for what it is. It's gross. Nobody wants to see that. Stop pretending you're a girl. No one believes it. I've seen your man hands. Boy, I really ranted on that one. I'm sorry. The, the subject just infuriates me. We can't accept this. We can't allow them to go down this road to normalize this type of behavior. And to just accept somebody that's clearly got some problems, some issues here. Let's get them the help they need, because they need help. Especially when they start cutting things off. All right. Now another story that's just going to blow your mind. Why not? I've already been doing it. You remember when Seattle used to be a nice place to visit? It used to be fun. You know, you, you go on over there and it was just this, the big city life and they had so many attractions right there on the water. It was a beautiful city. rained a little too much, but it was a beautiful city. Now I wouldn't recommend anybody go to Seattle. I hate when I have to go over there for work. There's some good people there, sure. But the city is a dumpster fire. Homeless people all over the place doing drugs, stealing whatever they want because they don't get charged. Seattle city council is quite literally communist voting on all sorts of atrocities. Well, here's a new one for you. Seattle is going to allow residents as young as 15 to vote on how $27.3 million gets spent. Hmm. What could possibly go wrong? 15 year olds being able to vote on how to spend $27 million. Hey, uh, I remember a movie a long time ago called blank check. It wasn't all that really all that good, but a kid gets his bicycle hit and gets a blank check sent to him. So he ends uh, up writing millions of dollars in there. What do you do with the money? Well, he spent it on stupid things and very quickly went broke. How about dumb and dumber two imbeciles who found a suitcase loaded full of cash and they just spent it all, whatever they wanted throwing money out, wiping their noses with it. Yeah, that's what I expect from a 15-year-old. You give a 15-year-old blank check like this, $27.3 million, what do you think they're going to vote on? Well, Seattle, in all of its wisdom, they've made sure that there's only certain things that they can vote for. There's 18 proposals among five categories of identified community needs. Youth and children, mental health, housing, and physical space, crisis and wellness, and economic development. Hmm. I'd suspect they'd probably start voting the way they've been indoctrinated in the public schools. Yeah, more than likely. According to the Seattle Office for Civil Rights, anyone over the age of 15 that lives, works, or plays in the city of Seattle, that's awfully generous of them, is eligible to vote on the People's Budget. Hmm. People's Budget sounds... Sounds like Marxism to me on that one. No identification is required to vote. Oh, of course, because identification to vote is racist, if you remember that. Voting period began on October 13 and runs through November 12, and the first 100 people to vote receive an unspecified $25 gift card. So let's just give them a little bit more money as well. During the community research period prior to the ballot's release... Housing diversity and the need for more black-led residents in commercial spaces were identified as city needs. What does that even mean? Housing diversity and the need for more black-led residents? I don't understand. Oh, maybe there's that solution again called the Declaration. Yeah, where you work hard and you're able to buy your house and the government doesn't intrude on that and take away from one people group and give it to another. Got to be diverse, got to be inclusive. This is ludicrous. Several terms proposed uh, proposals prioritize children and out-of-school time support for children facing systemic violence and trauma. Voters can decide whether the city funds support for alternatives to the current crisis response system with staff consisting of trained and skilled community members with lived experiences according to the digital ballot. This is crazy. 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, not old enough to vote, not old enough to serve in the military, not old enough to drink beer or get a tattoo or smoke marijuana. No, but they are old enough to vote on how to spend $27.3 million. They are old enough to decide whether or not they want to get an abortion or a vaccine or go through transgender surgery. Yeah, they're certainly old enough for that. I want you to go back and think about back in high school. I know for some of you, it's a number of years ago, but we used to have elections in high schools as well. You know, you'd vote for class president. And they'd always come up with uh, interesting ideas. Interesting ideas as to uh, why you should vote for them. You know, hey, if you vote for me, I'll make sure that we as students have access to the teacher's lounge. Hey, if you vote for me, I'll put soda pop machines in every hallway and the bathrooms. Hey, if you vote for me... We'll have recess three times a day for a half hour. Vote for me. It was a lot of empty promises, things that couldn't be fulfilled. But it made us feel good, didn't it? Because guess what? Young voters vote emotionally. And this is why you continue to see pushes like this to lower the voting age. This is just one step. Hey, the, the 15-year-olds... They were wise in their decisions according to Seattle politics. So maybe in a year or so, maybe we introduce a ballot measure that we should allow 16 and up to vote or 15 and up to vote. They're emotional voters. They're going to vote for whoever tickles their ear and promises the most stuff. I got a great example of uh, a great movie. Love this movie. As to why you should vote for these types of people. Go ahead, Chris. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Sign me up. All of my wildest dreams will come true? Oh, I've got a dream. Yeah, the Seattle falls off into the sound. That sounds like a good dream. I think Washington State would be a whole lot better if that occurred in Seattle. just falls right off. Can we, uh, can we dust off Lex Luthor and make that happen? He had a plan for that. Look, this state is so sick, and I know the cure. And the cure is conservatism. The cure is to go back to the original documents, not this progressive garbage that has literally made Seattle a dumpster fire. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Caleb Collier and I was born for a storm. Welcome to the Fire.